This is The Rich Eisen Show. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the NFL draft coverage. 17 NFL drafts. Rich Eisen. Who's been a lead pipe wielding professional for 17 years. Thank you, Kathy. Earlier on the show, Cleveland Browns center J.C. Treader. From Netflix's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, actor David Allen Greer. Still to come, first take host Stephen A. Smith in studio. And now, it's Rich Eisen. I am not going to lie, this is a special moment for me personally, professionally, in the history of this show. This is a big day for us. Um, Pandemic hit, we had no idea what was going to go on with our lives on this program We were sitting there on YouTube, um, wondering where we could find a new home. NBC Sports on Peacock offered us a new home, and we are still here in this new home and could not be more thrilled to welcome to our home our first in-studio guest in well over a calendar year, and he is somebody I could not be more fond of. Um, I, I, I love this man. My wife loves this man potentially more than me, but that's fine. <laughs> it's all good. He is the host of First Take and Stephen A's World on ESPN Plus. Stephen A. Smith. My brother. Here in person. How you doing, my man? It's good to see you. Good yeah. to see you. You know? Well, we can't start off anything. How's the wife? How's the wife? She, Susie, is doing very Ooh, well. No, that's my girl right there. I know that. Okay. And she she wanted me to send my best to you. Uh, you're always so kind of calling. When she, she's, you're one of her go-to uh, yeah. guests when she sits in this chair, which always. means a lot to me when she does. Of course. And so... It is great to see you. Yeah, man, it's good to see you too. How you doing? I am doing well. You are uh, you're one of the busiest men in this business. Yeah. So Stephen A's world, let's get right into mm-hmm. that. Uh, weeknights. Yeah. Uh, every week. Four nights a week, except this one, which is kind <laughs> enough for you to be here yeah. on on your day off of that. Why Why Stephen A's world? Why, Listen, what? I you know when you do a debate show for as long as we've been doing it, I've been blessed and fortunate to be doing first takes since 2012, and. You know, uh, to host my own show, to do interviews and things of that nature, to sort of bring a, a bit of levity to the situation in terms of just having a good time. You know, it getting back to what I do journalistically, interviewing folks, talking to them, particularly when you connect not just the sports world, but the pop culture world as well. That was a big thing, just stepping away from the debate format to some degree. Yeah. Even though I did that with radios, too. But the other thing is I'm the executive producer of the show and I've got my own production company, Mr. SAS Productions, which co-produces the show with, along with ESPN. And that's something that I'm looking to venture into I want to do docu-series. I want to do scripted and non-scripted t- um, content as well. It's something that I've aspired to do for a very, very long time. And so the opportunity to have my own show under the ESPN banner and, you know, streaming is the way to go in this day and age as well. Oh, yeah. It just all made perfect sense. And that's why I was so excited to I do mean, it. You and I were talking on a streamer yeah, right now. That's and right. So and, and there's a lot of people in our business who are like streamer. Well, you know, listen. So, but I, I don't feel that way. You you know, when when you were doing the great job that you've always been doing television over all of these years, I was still doing newspapers, and so you know, just moving the radio and moving the television. A lot of people in the newspaper industry didn't see it. You know, they they didn't see the advent of you know dot com coming in the fold and what have you, and you know that the newspaper business in terms of you know broadsheet or tabloids, and you know even though it exists online. In terms of subscribers, it was going to diminish, yeah. and you had to see it coming, and I saw it coming. And so making that move, and I look at streaming in a similar fashion where, you know, the content is king, but the manner in which it's disseminated varies. It, you, it changes. And it's, am, it's amazing, Stephen A., because um, 
uh, there are probably a lot of people in this world who emulate you, emulate what you have become, mm -hmm. and don't know the written word was right. the first thing for you. Do you miss writing? Do you miss I, I the miss, written word? I miss it to some degree um, in terms of, you know, but I love potency. I love, I love power from the standpoint of, you know, who are you reaching? Does it really, really resonate? And right. the fact that, you know what, I could write, I, what I would write 800 words mm -hmm. or a thousand words as a columnist, okay? Well, I go on the air and I, I, I spew a thousand words out of my mouth in five minutes. <laughs> so it's like, wait, wait a minute. I mean, you know, you could you could say a lot more. Yes. You could get a multitude of messages out there. But but newspaper is the foundation. What you learn journalistically, the integrity that comes along with it. You know, I mean, obviously, when you're debating and stuff like that, people see the hot takes and stuff like that. And, you know, why did they say this or why did they say that? But I pride myself on being a human being first. So I might call you out for what you do, yes. but I'm not going to character assassinate you and try to define who you are and things of that nature. And I remember one time somebody came up to me and they said, you know, Stephen A., well, damn it, if you know this is going to happen, why did you have to say this? And I looked at them and I said, do you watch soap operas? <laughs> and they were like, no, not really. I said, let me tell you something about soap operas. I don't know if you watch Young and the Restless on CBS. I said, but there's a guy by the name of Eric Braden who plays yes. the role of Victor Newman. I said, I, I'm a General Hospital fan. There's a guy by the name of Maurice Bernard that plays Sonny Corinthos. I said, did you know that they're going to live no matter what? Did you know that? <laughs> they can get shot. They can get stabbed. They can fall down a flight of stairs. They can they can fall off a bridge. Damn it, they can get in a plane crash. It doesn't matter. They're going to live. It doesn't stop the soaps from telling the story. That's what we do. We tell a story. Now, for example, don't you know the Cowboys think? You know they're not going to win, right? They're not going to win. I said, but you have to chronicle what they're doing. Now, listen, Michael Irvin, don't you know he's going to be sad and he's going to disappear for a couple of weeks when the season's over? He's going to send an APB out for him because he can't be found because the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> stunk up the joint, just like we said. But it doesn't stop him from coming on the air every Sunday morning with one of those zoot suits on, <laughs> proclaiming that the Cowboys are going to be relevant, you know? You still got to tell the story. And that's what I try to that's what I try to remind people. Sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. I understand that, Stephen A, and I got to tell you, uh sitting on the set of NFL Game Day Morning, yes. I have a lot of great times with yeah. my with my colleagues. Mm -hmm. It's always great when a producer gets in my ear <laughs> right. and says Stephen A just tweeted it or yes. and I'm like, "Okay, this is going to be great." Yeah. You seem to really relish tweeting at Michael Irvin and and relish I mean and then his appearance on right. first take where right. he he needed a yes. towel yes. to basically yeah. wipe his yeah. brow I will tell you this yes. that appearance he made on first take when yes. he needed when the time when you talk about he needed a towel to yeah. wipe himself yeah we were in uh we were in Dallas Texas we we were right by AT&T Stadium yes. um it was the greatest time I've ever had in the history of first take is that without right without question I mean, it was three levels to the restaurant. It was packed 
to the house. I mean, it was barely standing room. Wasn't a seat in the house. And that audience being there and then Michael Irvin sitting there, we don't just tell your story, tell the story. And he's screaming, <laughs> I have taken over his show. And the entire crowd is chanting, Michael. I'm like, this is hilarious. And, you know, And I'm loving it, A, because it's great television. Mm-hmm. B, because I love having him on the show because yeah. he's my buddy and I love him like a brother. But C, I know the inevitable. <laughs> They're going to fall. I, I'm like, I'm like, this, 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 and, and, see, and what gets lost in all of that is they were playing the Tennessee Titans that night because yes. it was a Monday. Right. And they were playing the Tennessee Titans on Monday night football. I said, they're going to lose tonight. And sure enough, they lost. Sure enough, they lost. I mean, they, they just snuck up the joint. And I'm like, they just never let me down. And it's beautiful because I, I kind of, I'll confess, I kind of use, I shouldn't confess this to his colleague at the NFL Network, but I have to. Please. I kind of use Michael Irvin to sort of <laughs> sucker the Cowboy fans into getting hyped and excited knowing the crash is coming. <laughs> It's just a beautiful thing. Nothing nothing pleases me more than to see him and the rest of the Cowboy faithful miserable. And I'm not talking about the team, yes. but the fans, <laughs> who I think they are the most disgusting, nauseating fan base in history. I can't stand a Cowboy fan. They all make me sick, including your guy who I like. But damn it, he's a Cowboy fan, so I don't like him right now. I can't stand Cowboy fans. And to watch Michael Irvin get them hyped, yes. knowing they're going to fall and seeing it, Having the foresight to see it, yes. it's a beautiful thing when I know it's coming. And he's done set him up. It's beautiful. Well, I, I just know, Stephen A., in my household, yeah. after what you refer to the inevitable, yeah. any game that the Cowboys are expected to win or the fan base hopes that they win, yeah. and then they do not, yeah. all eyes in my household, right. my wife Susie and I, are peeled on your, to your Twitter That's right. feed That's right. to see yeah, and it should. That's right. It's, it's coming. The video's it's, it's, coming. It's, 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 it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Let me tell you something right now. I got so much stuff planned for the Cowboys this year. I'm not going to even reveal it. I'm trying to tell you. Now, I, I'm going to need some permission yes. from the NFL. I'm going to need some permission. I might even need permission from Jerry Jones. Because, you know, he as long as you talk about the Cowboys, he don't care what you say. <laughs> Just talk about his Cowboys. You know Jerry Jones don't care. That's my buddy right there. His birthday's October 13th. Mine's October 14th. I okay. love Jerry Jones. Okay. I love Jerry Jones. He knows that. But... I, if they let me, yes. the stuff that I got planned for the Cowboy fans this year, it'll be epic. You are, you are, it's going to be epic. There's I'm production value? I mean, what do we have I'm here? Trying to, I'm trying to get – I think it can be production value. <laughs> I mean, it could involve cheerleaders. It could involve the cheerleaders. Okay. It can involve police officers. It can involve a lot of different things. You understand what I'm saying? And by the way, I'm hoping some of them are going to be live from Texas because I want to <laughs> I want to be in the stadium. I actually asked ESPN. They said, they said they're not going to give us access to AT&T Stadium. I said, can we get the parking lot? That's all I need. That's all I need is a parking lot. I said, they got to come. They got to come through there to get to inside the stadium. I said, just let me be outside the stadium. It'll be hilarious. Remember when they lost to the Rams in the playoffs a couple of years ago? Here in Los Angeles. That's right. Yes. What you didn't know is that I was downtown at the JW Marriott Mm because the Cowboy fans annoy me and they bug me and they always want pictures and they they call themselves heckling me even though you only want four playoff games in 26 years. In 26 years. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) 
So they come back, right? Yes. And the Cowboy fans, I'm literally in the lobby of the JW Marriott downtown of LA Live. Yes. Greeting Cowboy fans. I was like, hey, come on, shake my hand. Where are you? Don't you want a picture? Don't you want a picture? Welcoming and them back they, to the hotel. Oh, oh you should have seen that. They're standing they, because they right. came for the game. And they were running away from me. They're like, oh. They, they were running away. I said, you ask anybody that was there, they'll remember. I'm telling you, if somebody was there, they'll remember. I was at, I was in the lobby at the JW Marriott. Yeah. Greeting Cowboy fans as they want. Don't you want a picture? Don't you want a picture with me? Oh, they were so disgusted. So they should want you at the stadium because maybe, just maybe, Stephen A. Yeah, you you are there for the time that it turns. Me? Yes, that you're there and the Cowboys actually. It's not going to turn. Well, I mean, it's, what, what, it's what? over. Listen, man. Look, it's look, over. Look. <laughs> listen. Season hasn't said the story. Haven't even drafted yet. Did you see Michael Irvin come on Stephen A.'s world? He came on Stephen A. It's going to be so fly and so fly. That's what he was saying. Yes. Talking smack. And I'm like, really? You saying that with a straight face? You know, and then I talked to him about his suit. He's like, what's the rule? You know what it is. It's ca- I'm casket clean. That's what he said. That's your casket I've heard that one before. I'm like, oh, my Lord, where do you come up with this stuff? But he really, really believes it. Yes. And he convinces them. It's not going to happen, Rich. Now, I know they gave Dak his money. They did. Good, good for them to do that because right. it was the right thing to do. He deserved yes. it. Yes. I know they got Ezekiel Elliott. You see him? You see him dipping a little bit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know how they, you know what they say about running back. Everybody ain't Derrick. Everybody ain't Derrick Henry, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's gonna slip. He gave Amari Cooper 100 million. I'm happy for him. He's a good brother. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. Ceedee Lamb, you know, he could ball. It's not gonna work. Michael Gallup, the pieces there. It's not gonna work. Somehow, <laughs> some way, something will go wrong. You can book it. It's just, don't even worry about it. Just don't even worry about it. Well, it's what about what? What do you think they should do in the draft? Tenth overall. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, listen. Clearly, they did. Listen, I personally think Sertan out of Alabama. Yeah, he's, the, he's the big yeah. time quarterback. You could use that to buffer your defense because, my God, you're ranked thirty first defensively. Couldn't stop the run to right. save your life. Yes. I mean, they were all for twenty eighth defensively, thirty first against the run. Neither here nor there. The point is, is that they didn't have a defense. They couldn't stop a cold. This is what they are. This is what they are. When their offense is clicking defense is working. When the defense is clicking, the offense is working. When they're both clicking, something happens on special teams. Or there's a coaching decision. Or a coach you didn't get rid of. You kept Kellen Moore around too long. Just like you kept Jason Garrett around too long. You shouldn't have got rid of Rod Marinelli and Rashad, Chris Rashad. You shouldn't have got rid of them. There's always something. The only thing consistent about the Cowboys is that they're going to get their headlines. They're going to get the headline because Jerry going to get his headlines. That's about it. Yeah. Outside of that, Come on, man. Come on now. And and me personally, it's a mistake to think that I root for them to lose quickly. See, I don't root for them. <laughs> you want to to lose. I don't want you to stink in September. I want you to be good in October, really good in November. Hell, I don't even mind you winning on Thanksgiving. I'm, I feel better when you lose because I'm eating. But I, I don't mind you winning on Thanksgiving. But it's right around time when it's Christmas and all of a sudden you see them fluctuate and they struggle. Me personally, I wish the Dallas Cowboys went 16 and 0 in the regular season and then and then plumbing ready to play. That would be my treat. When everybody, I want their, I want fans expecting greatness, yes. and then they fall apart right before our very eyes. Just come crashing down. See, if you fall but you're already down, it's no fun in that. I want you high, so when you fall, it hurts. That's what I, I want for the Cowboy fans. <laughs> wow. I, I want everybody to, for the record, yeah. this answer came from the question of me asking if he missed the written word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Wish, and then yeah. here comes yeah. all of that. All of that. Thank all God, that. God, But Stephen I do, but I do miss the written word a little bit. But I make up for it with television. Plus, I'm gonna write my own book and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do fine. But I would, I would miss it a lot more if I was writing about the Cowboys because I'd be able to write and talk about them. Stephen A. Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stephen A.'s World is available on ESPN Plus uh, weeknights, four nights a week, except this one Monday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, first take every day. Let's take a break and sure. we'll do a little bit more tra- chat. Hit uh, the yes. NBA and plus, uh, Lil Rel Howry came on the show did a couple he? weeks ago and told a story about you. I would I like did. to get your I point. Did see that. I want to get your point of view <laughs> of, of your of your coaching I'm experience. I'm not sure he wants it. I'm not sure he wants to hear what I'm going to say. We're back we'll with Stephen A. Smith live in just a couple minutes here on Peacock and this radio station. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. So I have here, word for word, verbatim, three of the great uh, sports rants of all time. Um, and we would love for you to do your best Victor Newman. Is that okay? No, the Let's the first one is Herm Edwards. Yes, Herm Edwards. The first one up, Herm Edwards on October 30th, 2002, after a week eight loss to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Here is play to win the game as told by... Victor Newman. This is great about sports. This is what's the greatest thing about sports is you play to win. Hello? You play to win the damn game, right? You don't play just to play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. 
You go to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, get your ass out of here, then retire. Because it matters. Well done. That's number one. Next up, on October 16th, 2006, after the Cardinals blew a 20-point lead against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Oh, man. Dennis Green. They are who we thought they oh. were, as, as portrayed by Victor Newman. Bears are who we thought they were, you know? That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the damn hook. Very good. Very well done. All right, last one for you. I can feel it. (laughs) I can feel it. I'm glad that we got it rolling, because here's the last one. I can feel it. On May 7th, 2002... The famed practice press conference of one Allen Iverson, as recounted by the man who plays Victor Newman, Eric Braden, hit it, Mike Dolce. Great Allen Iverson, my God, man. Go for it. I mean, listen, man. You're talking about practice, okay? Not a game. It's not a game. Not a game, all right? You're talking about practice. Not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last not the game you're talking about practice man I mean how silly is that I know it's important yeah I do I do I do I honestly do but you're talking about practice man what are we talking about practice you're talking about practice man Eric, I think that's your finest work, if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Eric Braden, PeacockTV.com. If you're watching on Peacock, you can watch us on desktop. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network as well with Stephen A. Smith of Stephen A.'s World on ESPN Plus and First Take Every Day on ESPN. You know Eric Braden, right? Back yes, You've known him for a, a long dear, time, the actor. He's a dear friend. Uh, we met years ago. His son, who's an <clears throat> incredible director, his son directed Dinner Thieves. And oh. um, he introduced, uh, he connected us on social media, and that's how we met. And about nine, ten years ago, we went out to dinner. I met him for the first time, and every time I've been out here ever since, we always go out to lunch or dinner. We're very tight. Yeah, we just showed a video of his appearance here years ago. We made him do some famous sports rants as Victor <laughs> Newman and played some soap opera music. Right. And the last one was the Iverson practice. Oh, yeah. uh, when was the first time you met Iverson? Iverson, um, first time I met Iverson was uh, when he showed up in Chicago to take his physical at the NBA pre-draft camp uh, in 1996 before he was ultimately drafted number one overall. And that year I was named the backup beat writer for the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer, right. and, which was his rookie year. And then the very next year I was the beat writer mm. for the Philadelphia just 76ers. Just as he arrived, really. And just as he arrived. And that's how, you know, ultimately, you know, we certainly had our ups and downs, but... He's like a little brother to me. We're very tight. We talk all the time. I love him dearly. And, um, you know, just covering him every day for the first 10 years of his career. Obviously, you cultivate a relationship that, you know, I mean, I remember the players used to accuse us of being a married couple because we <laughs> go back and forth not talking to each other. Is that right? He was mad at something that I said or I was mad at his reaction to something that I said. And we'd go weeks, if not months at a time without even talking and then make up like, you know, it was just crazy. It was crazy. But that's the relationship he and I have had. He and I had 
uh, in those in those part in those years that he was in Philadelphia. Right. But obviously, since he's retired, we've gotten a lot closer. Well, I mean, I remember his practice ran. I was sitting there getting ready to do the two a.m. Sports Center yeah. with Stuart Scott. Yeah. It and it, it happened just right around dinner time. Yeah. Uh, right around like five thirty, yeah. six o'clock. Yeah. It was unreal. Blew up the whole six o'clock Eastern Sports Center. You know, that was the entirety of that sports. The thing center. about it is, is that you know a lot of people misconstrued what was going on. I knew what was going on, but it was still obviously it was something that he he regrets because that's infamous that will never be forgotten ever because that was one of the wildest press conferences any of us had ever seen Mm -hmm. and his whole thing was that I'm a league MVP I'm a scoring champion I'm a year removed from taking us all the way to the finals Mm -hmm. Shaq and Kobe is what it took to stop us or whatever and we talking about trading me Mm -hmm. Because of practice, man. We ain't talking about a game. Not a game. Not the game that I love and, and die for. We talking about practice, man. I mean, and he and he meant it from his soul. Like, this is why mm-hmm. you're talking about letting me go because of practice. And 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 I think the untold part about it all is that Larry Brown, who I also know and love dearly, and and I consider to be maybe the greatest coach that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, considering his knowledge of basketball, what he's taught, how many people that he's taught the game to, players mm-hmm. and coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, Larry is is meticulous, man, and he's about doing things the right way, playing the right way. And if you don't believe that, I remember a game when Allen Iverson came out and dropped 58 points on Stevie Franchise, Steve Francis, yes, and Coutinho Mobley and those boys from sure. Houston. Yeah. And Larry Brown came to the post-game conference. Well, you know, there was an open man over there, and he missed him, and he, did, he didn't give him the ball, Stephen. And here, right here, he could have done this, Stephen, but he didn't. I mean, that was Larry Brown. Sure. And so, you know, it, 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 it drove Allen Iverson crazy, but that was consistently Larry Brown. If you were a guy that didn't put in the work when the cameras were off and the crowd wasn't in attendance, right. if Larry Brown deemed you as that kind of individual, he didn't want you. Even if, in the, if it was in the moment, he might change his mind tomorrow mm-hmm. because Larry will love you today, not want you tomorrow, and then want you the next day after that. So he was temperamental like that. But it was all based off of you doing what he felt you were supposed to be doing to get better every day. That was a champion to Larry Brown. Not somebody who just had the gifts, but somebody who worked in their craft and got better every day. And there were days he felt like Allen Iverson didn't do that, and that's where it came from. But Allen Iverson was like, it's practice. Man. Right. We talking practice. Stephen A. Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stephen A.'s World on ESPN Plus. First take on ESPN every day among the many uh, items on this man's very busy full plate. <laughs> what do you think of the current Sixers? They're, maybe they're the only team uh, outside of what? Milwaukee's got a shot to derail it's, the it, Nets. And what about yeah, their, their, yeah. their full their full maybe you run You don't want to dismiss the Miami Heat because they were in the finals <laughs> last year. But I'll dismiss them. Only from the standpoint that you're going, you're talking about Kevin Durant, James Harden, and 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 Kyrie Irving. Now, did, could they give the Sixers a run for their money? Yes. Could they give Milwaukee a run for their money? They just knocked the Milwaukee Bucks out in five games in the bubble. Yes. But Brooklyn, a different animal, and because they're a different animal, the Brooklyn Nets can give up 120 night, 20 points a night, and not even blink because they'll drop 130. This is who they are. They're that potent offensively. And when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, clearly. Doc Rivers knows what he's doing. He's done an incredible job coaching them. Joel Embiid is a leading candidate for league MVP honors. When he's healthy, he's been playing like a monster. I think Ben Simmons is a leading candidate for defensive player of the year. 
So I'd give them a chance, and I love the shooters that they've surrounded them with. The problem is, to me, you need Ben Simmons on the court because he's such an incredible basketball player, mm-hmm. except for his perimeter shooting. And because he's no threat from the perimeter, you're basically, as a defense, defending five on four unless you allow him to roam on the baseline and make some things happen because he's not a threat scoring from the perimeter. Against Milwaukee, that could work. Against Miami, that could work. Against anybody else, it could work. Not against the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion. You have to have all five guys on the floor that are a threat offensively because they are just so lethal themselves. You know, you're going to have to outscore them. You're not beating the Brooklyn Nets by holding their offense in check. It's not going to happen. You have to be able to score to beat them. And I think that with Ben Simmons not shooting perimeter shots, that could come back to haunt them. In fairness to them, Doc Rivers thinks I'm wrong. He doesn't believe that Ben Simmons needs to get a perimeter shot. He and I have talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, nothing but profound respect and admiration for Doc Rivers. But I looked him in his face and said, hell no, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think you need Ben Simmons to shoot jump shots in order to, to at least be a threat from the perimeter. Milwaukee's a different animal because Drew Holiday is there. Yep. You still kept Middleton. The Greek freak's got to get a better perimeter shot. But also adding a guy like P.J. Tucker, who's not only a defensive stalwart, but a guy that you could place in any corner, corner. left yep. or right, mm-hmm. and he'll bury those threes from there. That makes them an incredibly potent threat. Meanwhile, out west, you've got the Lakers flirting with a play-in game because yep. of the injuries that they've suffered. Yep. Uh, the Clippers, the PG-13 that the Clippers thought they were getting for playoff P, he's been dynamite lately. Mm-hmm. The Jazz, we know, are terrific. Jamal Murray, unfortunately, yep. is out. And then there's this case of the Suns yep. going in this. What do you, how, do you, how do you suss the Western Conference as it sits right now, Stephen A. Smith? My thing is it's all about the health of Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is 100%, Lakers are coming out of the Western Conference. I just think that he and LeBron James are two of the top five players on the planet, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about that. I look at the Utah Jazz. I give them a lot of respect. I think Quinn Snyder and the staff have done an exceptional job. But when you look at Rudy Gobert, who patrols the interior, you look at Royce O'Neal, who patrols the perimeter from a defensive perspective, their ability to shoot three-point shots, and I think Donovan Mitchell's a star. That mm-hmm. makes them a threat. We can't ignore they're both top five defensively and offensively. And obviously the road to the finals might potentially have to go through Utah, which is a tough place to play. And I think fans will be back come June, July. Uh, at least at 50% capacity, if not better in certain certain places. I think Utah is one of those places. So as a result, I think that will make it incredibly tough. But ultimately, Anthony Davis and LeBron James with their experience in a best four or seven series, I think they pulled that out. I think to me, the team to watch is the Clippers. And I've said this on many occasions on first take in Stephen A's world, and I'll say it again. Paul George has to show up and play like like the star that he is during the regular season. We get that. But we we need to stop giving Kawhi Leonard a pass. And here's what I mean by that. He's a two-time champion and a two-time NBA Finals MVP. You won an MVP the first go-around in San Antonio in 2014 as a fourth option. You had Tim Duncan, Mounted Ginobili, Tony Parker there. Mm-hmm. All right, so you fed off of that, and essentially you de- you defended LeBron and held him to 28 points per game. I mean, bravo. I mean, to stop the presses, you held him to 28 points a game, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that even though he did shoot about 37% against Kawhi Leonard, fair enough. But then you won, then you won your championship in Toronto. But well, what happened in Toronto? You went up against Golden State without KD. And, oh, by the way, Clay got hurt in game two, was hobbled in games three and four, came back in game five 
Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You know, game came back in game five as well. Played. KD comes back in game five. Goes down for good. Right. In his first game in that series. And then Klay Thompson had 30 in the first two and a half quarters before he tore his ACL. I believe without KD, they would have beat Toronto if Klay Thompson was healthy the whole series with Steph Curry. But then, especially when the both of them went down, you lucked up that way. Then, fair enough, you're a great top five player, both ends of the floor. Kawhi Leonard's big time. We get all of that. You got the New Balance commercial. You driving a convertible down the 405 or wherever the hell it was. You got the crown dangling from the mirror. You know, it's a new day. The new king has arrived. You know, you, you metaphorically speaking, that's what you were saying. The new king has arrived because LeBron hadn't made the playoffs with the Lakers in his first season after he got injured and missed 17 straight games before missing even more because the season was washed. And you were feeling yourself. And y'all up 3-1 on the Denver Nuggets. And not only do you let them come back from a 3-1 deficit, mm. Jamal Murray drops 40 in a game seven. You could play defense. Paul George could play defense. Patrick Beverly can play defense. And the brother dropped 40. You were nowhere to be found in the second half. Don't get me started with the fourth quarter. You were nowhere to be found. To me, Kawhi Leonard should be on the clock. Yo, bro, what's up? We know you could play. We know what you could do. We know you the human cyborg, no emotion or whatever. Well, damn it, we got it for you. Where am I going to get my matchup with LeBron and you? That's what I want to see. Right. Because even though basketball is a team sport, we all know from the park to the court, period. At some point in time, that one-on-one counter happens, and it's what matters to us. We want to see it. I want to see it. LeBron, Kawhi, Lakers, Clippers, let's get it on. And so that's what I'm looking for for this season because I do think that the Clippers – collectively are an incredibly formidable threat to the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's see what happens. In terms of the Suns, very gifted. Monty Williams doing a great, great job with Randy as Willie Green and his coaching staff. Chris Paul's a leader and should be an MVP candidate. Devin Booker's a star. We get all of that. They're just young. And I think in a best 4-7 series, when you don't have that experience, Mm -hmm. it comes back to bite you. I think they're a piece away. I think next year and beyond, we can look forward to the Phoenix Suns. This year, they'll be in the playoffs. They could potentially make some noise, but I think they're on the outside looking into the three teams I, I mentioned previously. Stephen A. Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stephen A. bringing, as always, the A game as he does to Stephen A.'s world on ESPN+. Plus. First take every single day on ESPN. Uh, before, in the few minutes I have left with you, sir, yeah. um, i like to um, give somebody uh, whose name was in another guest's mouth. Okay. To respond. Okay. Uh, Lil Rel Howery was on uh, this program okay. recently. You know Lil Rel not only from his work. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, <laughs> and his conventional work, but also his work during the All-Star Game in Chicago. Here's what Lil Rel Howery had to say when he was on this show just a couple of weeks ago. Lil Rel, did you, are you yeah. telling me that Stephen yeah. A. Smith benched you in the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game of 2020? Dude, Is that what you're telling I remember me? Him, I remember him looking at all of us. Cause we was we got destroyed. He was like, "Yeah, I made a mistake." You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong group of guys to do this with. <laughs> all guards. You know, like, Is that what he said? All guards. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, like we are too small for them. 
We're too small. We're too small for him. He didn't even speak to none of us when we left. He didn't come what? to the locker room to say bye. <laughs> well, are you he serious? All right, we got to write this down. I'm not lying about that. I'll tell you the other guy, too. He just left. They had, like, gifts for him and everything. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm gone. I'm going straight to the airport. I'm good. I'm gone. <laughs> okay. So uh, how accurate was that uh, telling of the, of the event, Stephen A.? 100% accurate. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Look, man. <laughs> like, well, well, first of all, let me let me say this. I mean, celebrity game, ESPN. You know, yeah, sure. we, we we appreciate people who participate. You know, and so they asked me to be the celebrity coach, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna have fun with this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going up against my man, my brother, Michael Wilbon. Yeah. Um, and. I should have known it was fixed because you see, you see, you see, (laughs) Michael Wilbon is from Chicago. Okay. And so they gave him the bomb squad. Okay. They gave him the bomb squad. And I'm looking at my squad because we didn't pick, you know, the coaches, we didn't pick our squad. Okay. So I get there. And I'm seeing a bunch of people that's coming up to my waist. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, damn, I'm only 6'1". This is a problem. This is a problem, okay? And, and, and I mean, Asia Wilson, and she could ball. She, you know, she's WNBA. She was there for me. I love her forever because she tried. And, and, and Darius Miles, God, God bless him. You know, he's retired, so I can't knock him for the fact that, you know, he was a little bit big. But, you know, but that's okay. That's, that's all right. That's all right. Hell, I'm bigger. You know what I'm saying? I love Darius, you know? And he was out there and he was doing some good things. But Lil Rel, see, it's, it's and, and here's my problem. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan of his work. I think he does a great time. He does a great job on The Shy and various other uh, uh, shows yes. and movies that I've seen him. I'm a huge fan of Lil Rel. But I didn't ask for him on my squad. <laughs> he asked. He went on social media, Stephen A, pick me, pick me, Stephen A. I'm working on my game. And I should have known when he had that headband around him, looking, looking, looking like, like Martin when Martin had that episode with the cheap sneakers and the cheap outfits or whatever. Now, this is what I'm saying. This dude right there, he was showing me videos of him practicing. And he showed up on the court. And I watched him handling and doing workouts. And, and I know basketball. So I'm like, he can't really handle the rock. <laughs> all right. Okay, Steve, be patient. Be patient. Okay, just try to be patient. It's all in fun. And then he dribbled the ball and comment stripping him and stuff. I said, damn it. All right, I'm trying to be patient, but I'm already getting annoyed because he was talking. He told me he promised me at least 15. Yes. I'm going to give you 15 points. Right? And then you showed the highlight. When the brother tripped over his own feet and fell face first, I mean, just went tumbling down. You, I, I, they didn't have the camera on me. I just turned away and just looked away, and I said, "Oh my lord!" And it was, and, and we tried to be competitive, and we were in the first half before they pulled away. <laughs> I had no shooters, I had no guards that could handle the rock. And I knew the fix was in. But I was specifically mad at him because he asked to be on the squad. And and, and, and listen. So you benched him? You hell him? yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I benched him. I mean. You pulled him and you benched him. Not, not only did I pull him. You know when coaches put you on the bench and they don't look at you. They just right. continue watching the game. Yeah. That's what I did to him. I just looked. And he walked by and I was like. You know. I, I mean. I, I, I could have. I, it, it, it was like it, it, it was it was really bad, Rich. It was really, really bad. And Lil Rel, listen, he's a phenomenal talent. 
I love him. I wish him number the best. But he could never play for me again. <laughs> Ever. Ever. I, I never. Never. Not basketball. No. Ping pong or something like that, sure. You know. <laughs> but basketball, my brother, he will never be on a team of mine again. It will not happen. <laughs> So it's 100% wow. true. Write that down. It's 100% and it's right, true. And, and he is right when he said they were giving out gifts and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to the airport. I left. <laughs> I was so disgusted. I went straight to the airport. Now, don't get me wrong. It was freezing in Chicago. It was freezing. So I was anxious to get out of town anyway. Yeah, right. But after that performance, I left town. I left. I went back to my hotel. I grabbed my luggage and flew out that Friday night. Yes. I flew back to New York. That's how disgusted I was. I didn't even stay for the Friday night party. <laughs> I was that disgusted. I didn't deserve it. You can't have that on your record. You just can't. You can't it's have on my that, record. That performance. It's fixed, but I tell you this much. Yes. I haven't played in a long time because I had you know bad knees and yeah. meniscus and college tear and all that like stuff. This. I've let I've let ESPN know immediately after that because you know Common and people like that Common and a couple mm. of cats and dudes that you know play other sports not NBA because I would never disrespect NBA players yes. like that and all of that other stuff. But if you're not a baller, you can't mess with me. I don't give a damn how long it's been since I played. So I went mm-hmm. and got both knees operated on. Okay. And I had a torn rotator cuff that I had never treated. I got that operated on. This is all since that Celebrity All-Star game. Not this year, obviously. But mm. when the fans come back and we have a celebrity game, by that time I'll be 54. I'm playing. I'm playing. You're suiting up? I'm, I'm, I'm suiting up. I'm a busted living you-know-what. Why? No, I see a bunch of people <laughs> chirping. I see a bunch of them chirping. But but I, I'm not talking NBA players now. I'm not, I'm not no. on that level. I'm not, Listen, even yeah. when I was young and healthy, I wasn't on that level. But but actors and people like Lil Rel and talking junk to me. Common. Okay. Common. Common's on Michael Boyle. Talking, because I love Common, too. A common, I think Common is a phenomenal talent. He's a good brother. I love him. But I saw him on the court chirping at me. You need to be out here. Really? I'm going to remember that. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. He's coming for I, I can't, you. I can't. I, He's coming, uh, common. The doctors tell me I should be healthy. Yes. I should be ready to go. Okay. Obviously, health permitting. But I assure you, if I'm healthy, I will play. And I'm and when and I'm gonna remember all of the cats that were chirping on Michael Wilbon's squad, and I hope Michael Wilbon call is coaching them again because it was fixed. ESPN, I'm accusing my own employer. ESPN <laughs> fixed the game for Michael Wilbon. That in concert with the NBA, it rigged it for Michael Wilbon to win in his hometown. I always tell him the fix was in. I was set up. Do you have that? Go for it. I, we I, have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, astray <laughs> run amok, mark, and flat yes. out deceived. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get them all. Oh, man. Stephen A., you are the best. Thank you for doing this. Man, you please, are truly a treasure. I'm, I'm thrilled I'm able to call hey, you listen, a friend and have you we on go back. We go back years, Thank and, and the, the work that I do at ESPN is people like yourself and Dan Patrick and the Keith Obermans, Chris Bermans, and, of course, the late, great Stuart Scott, Stu. your buddy and mine. Ugh. Loved them dearly, John Saunders. All of y'all paved the way for people like myself to be in the position that I'm in, and I know you do great work here. 
You do great work on the NFL Network, but you did so much great work for ESPN over the years. All of us love you. Thanks, and, Steve. And that's why I'm here, because we love you, man, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I frequently think sometimes, what would Stewart think about stuff that's yeah. going on in the sports yeah. world? Yeah. I well, he'd be at the forefront doing his thing. And, and doing it well. And do, Great. <laughs> right. Great. One of the phenomenal talents that ever existed in this industry. No and a good man. We miss him. Me too. Thanks for doing this. By yeah. the way, I think what, you know, not to tell you how to run your business, maybe you do get Common and everybody that chirped at you on Stephen A's world and have it out. Oh, no, no, no. I think Once I know it. I'm going to play, right. I'm going to invite them <laughs> on, on just to show. tell them what's coming. <laughs> just to tell them what's coming. That's content. Just to tell them what's coming. They, coming. I, I'm coming for it. And by the way, yes. continue the great job with your, the NFL Network on your show, but y'all got to do something about Michael Irvin's suits. I mean, you, Kirk, Coach Uh-oh. Mariucci, uh, Mooch, I mean, and you know, Mooch and I know each other because I'm good friends with Tom Izzo, and that's his buddy right that there. His that's his guy. Best man and, at weddings. Izzo yes, sir. swears by Mariucci. That's good enough for me because I love Izzo. But, right. I mean, y'all could do something about Michael Irvin's wardrobe. Y'all do have impact. I mean, come <laughs> on, y'all. Help the brother out. He needs it. You know what, Stephen A., I think it's something, again, that is just the phrase, it is what it is, right. and that's about it. Why are y'all allowing him to lie about his afro? We all know that's a toupee. <laughs> Why are y'all allowing that too? Wow. Why are y'all wow. allowing Michael Irvin wow. to get away with that? I mean, I could well, I use can't. it. I could use it myself. He gonna sit up and go like this. It's prime real estate up here. It's prime real estate. <laughs> that's what he says. I'm like, really? Oh, wow. That's a toupee. I'm telling you, man, that's a toupee. I tell you, we gonna find out about I don't know when, but we gonna find out that Michael Irvin was wearing a toupee. We're going to find it out. That's called a mic drop, everybody. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Hey. Check out Stephen A.'s World every day, uh, four days a week on ESPN Plus and First Take every single day. Good to see you. Good to see you, You buddy. are the man. Stephen yeah. A. Smith, everybody. We will be right back on The Rich Eisen Show in a moment to wrap up the show. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Just a real basic question. What the hell were you thinking? Uh, What are you doing out there? You know, just... 
tackling a challenge that most wouldn't do. <laughs> I would say. I so, um, wh- wh- why? Why'd you do it? I uh, just trying out my new bat- booster package <laughs> that I was working on this year. <laughs> For me, though, it's, it's literally like, would you rather live and die? Mm-hmm. Would you rather die and never live? When I went in the arena, like, I felt like somebody else took control of me <laughs> and I became like an, a modern day kind of like gladiator, you know, being in there back in that time and just feeling that, you know, the, the Coliseum with the sands and the people that was around and you seeing it, everything and then it, it pull out and you see the, everybody running and, you know, getting go- some people getting just smashed by the bull. Right. And then you look at it and I'm like, OK, uh, everybody going running up and encircling and and going and touching again his way, why don't I just take it up a notch and just jump over it? Jump over it. So, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 we just looked at the video, and I don't think the bull moves very much. You did, in fact, leap over the, the length, well, uh, the height and length of the bull. Yeah, I had to, I had to uh, you know, match it up. I had to size it up. Um, pretty much have calculations to the point where you never want to jump behind it because you never know what it may do. It may turn right left on a dime. Yeah. So I wanted just to face it head on. And so when I jumped it the first time, um, everybody started like cheering and yelling. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I did it the second time. And then I heard this word, El Salvador, El Salvador. <laughs> and I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I left that one day. And then I started hearing that through the streets. And I was like, okay, whatever. And came back the second day did it again and they stopped the music and everything Get and they here. just started yelling at in the stands to you to me like me now i'm a football player here in the states sure correct yes sir they don't know me from adam house josh they don't, josh norman is not <laughs> out there Marty. in pamplona else i get there yeah and they started chanting that name so i'm like a hero in spain almost not even back here. Let me. So hold on this, a second. This is bananas. Let me get this down so I, I can use this on uh, on, on any host of shows <laughs> this NFL season. El Satador. Yes, yeah, it's just like the jumper. El Satador. <laughs> like the matador. Yes. Like the matador is like the jumper. So I would love just one second in my life <laughs> to have the words El Satador <laughs> chanted to me. Uh, PeacockTV.com to watch on desktop. If you are watching on a streamer device, you want to watch on desktop, you can do that. PeacockTV.com here for the Rich Eisen Show listeners. If you want to watch us every single day and you just watched a virtuoso performance of a lead pipe wielding top-notch professional broadcaster at work, Stephen A. Smith. Oh my gosh. Does the man know how to communicate and make his point? And entertain all at the same time. Hey, do you miss the written words, Stephen A? 15, 15 minutes, minutes on, the on the Cowboys. I know that. <laughs> Literally, that's where I'm, I'm like, hey, you know, because, and I, I do want to say this as well. Um, so many people who are um, looking to get into this business, and um, I say to all of them, go for it. Don't ever listen to somebody just say no. But the written word is a base that you, if you can have, whether it's obviously, you know, periodicals and things of that nature and, and daily publications, newspapers are, are fewer and f- further between now. But um, put it all together and um, it is a crucial base, whether it's a sub stack or whatever you can do. Write it and then you can talk it. 
It's a great base. And then he went off about something that was amazing. Boy, that was awesome. Um, my newest episode of Just Getting Started is up today. Bill Burr is my guest this week. Yeah, he he does talk about his start of his stand-up career up in the Boston area. It's pretty awesome. I can't wait. Um, and then uh, I decided to ask him about a couple of items. Uh, the Mandalorian, which you can check out uh, where all the podcasts are acquired. And then here's a little taste of me asking him about something that's red hot in the headlines today. You were the wrong person to ask to explain to me what NFTs are and how they work, Bill. Is that what you're saying to me? Like you don't, you're not, in, you're not. Somebody explained those to me that day. It just seems like a way to rip off your fans. It reminded me when I started collecting football cards again. Because I used to know everybody in the league when I was a kid because those football cards were like flashcards, and I loved them. I knew every offensive lineman, defensive lineman, cornerback, anywhere they went to school. I still remember the size. Louis Kelcher's sneaker was like cleat was like 16 quadruple E. I still remember that cartoon. So I wanted to get back into it because from 92 to 2000, I was really trying to get going as a comedian. So I started um, collecting cards again, and I noticed there was no kids doing it. And it was all adults. And they were sitting there in the hobby store throwing what they called the common cards away. These were the non-stars that weren't going to be worth anything in the future. And I'm looking at it like, those are the best guys. Those are the best guys. Everybody remembers Tony Dorsett. Do you remember Horace Ivory? Right? You want to know those guys. So, and they, and then the, 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 the guys that made the football cards, because it was a bunch of rich, you know, adults or whatever, rich compared to a kid, buying them. Everybody could get the complete set, so then they deliberately made rare. Yeah. So I feel like an NFT is like, you know, I could make 10,000 of these. I could easily have this piece of art. It just seems like, no, it just seems like a way to over your fans. So, is so you're basically becoming um, what you, I guess, I don't know. I think we've all just sort of become our own little corporation, branding ourselves like Coke and stuff. So I don't know. So NFTs stand for nice F and try. Is that what you're saying? That's what that would stand for? I'm trying to figure um, out. What, well, knowing uh, me, this clip will live in infamy uh, a year from now when I'm selling NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened to me numerous times. <laughs> cut, numerous smash, times. cut to yeah. the Bill Burr non-fungible token from his new tour or some his first ticket or his first joke. Yeah. Or something like that. Fun stuff with Bill Burr. That's awesome. <laughs> he tells a story about starting off on MTV also. I mean, it's he's uh, it's great. So, it's again, it's origin stories and then fun stories. And then we did talk a little Mandalorian. He accused me of trying to um, uh, ambush him with the Tom Brady stuff. Last time he was on this show, remember right. he went off on a rant about Brady being the new Florida man that did... Uh, yep. <laughs> So again, that's where all podcasts are acquired. So please check out Just Getting Started. Next week's guest can be Rex Chapman. Last week's is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. So check it all out where uh, podcasters started. Just Getting Started with Rich Eisen. What a show. J.C. Tretter uh, of the Cleveland Browns. We hung up from him. He got Jadavian Clowney, so he should call in more often. <laughs> uh, David Allen Greer. He did post uh, the shot of his mug. He did. Correct? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Very artsy. Very That's artsy. Great. Oh, did, did, he put some, it's like a video with, oh, wow, yes. he put some I, effort yeah, into man. it. Yeah, I think huh? he well, was tooling around on Instagram. Yeah. He's David Allen Greer, for yeah. crying out loud. And then Stephen A. Smith. Watch Stephen A.'s World Monday, Tuesday, 
Thursday and Friday on ESPN+. Plus. The man's constantly working, so for him to take his off day from Stephen A's world on ESPN+, Plus to join us right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, means a lot. Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams, he will be part of our show on Thursday. So, that'll wrap it up for us here on behalf of everybody, all the gold medalists right here on the Rich Eisen Show, 100 days out. Uh, from the Tokyo Olympics. We will see everyone on the radio Thursday. Back on NBC Sports on Peacock to take you to brother from another next.